0: It's Sports Arena and it's Extreme Rewind. Your weekly looking tomorrow Extreme as we look at ECW Hardcore TV from Episode 1 all the way to 401 with every pay-per-view and special in between. you got myself, Paul, and I'm joined, as always, by Jay. What is happening, Jay?
1: Um, well, I'm, I'm assuming the, 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 the November rain was was some sort of um, alcohol-based because I've got quite a hangover after after November to remember great event it it is and and some some random stuff going on since there is some random stuff if you want to hear our
0: review of November to remember 1998 it is in the archives and it's free go back and listen if you haven't already you will not be
1: disappointed (laughs) if you don't it's a regret you'll never forget that's true that's true I heard that one time it's original
0: we made it out um Yeah, this week we're looking at, we're sort of looking sort of at three episodes, uh, <laughs> 289, 290, 291. 289, I think, is going to take us like two minutes. I mean, I'm not even going to run through really what happened.
1: If you want to know what happened in episode 289 of, of Hardcore TV, ECW, uh listen to our review last week of November to remember, because that's basically what is, what is on 289. Yeah, it's just basically just a complete
0: pay-per-view recap, there's no new promos, no new matches, no new nothing. Just a, hey, look what happened at the pay-per-view this week, which is totally fine. It's just not worth us talking about, again, because we've done that. So, I think we jump straight to episode 290. How How'd
1: you feel about that? Let's do that.
0: We are the 13th of November, 1998. Um, this is crazy how fast this ECW year is I'm screaming by. Um, yeah, we've got next event is a is a big event and a lot. There's
1: then. only two years left on the old um, ECW Hardcore TV drop down.
0: I know it's um, yeah, it's mental. We still got a lot of big names to come in. Mm-hmm. Um, show kicks off with Joey Styles in the ring, welcoming everyone to the show as per usual. Taz's music hits. And uh, Taz makes his way out. Um, quick promo from Taz. I feel like we cut mid-promo here from Taz. It's quite bizarre. Yeah. Obviously, we missed something. He probably come out and said, fuck everyone, and they decided to cut it for TV. Uh, so he almost cut mid-promo. He's talking about Sabu stealing his thunder, having a problem with Shane Douglas. He was going to say he's got a problem with Sabu, but then Douglas's music hits, and then he comes out. And I think... Um, was this the first time he got a shot of the new ECW belt?
1: I mean, it was with Shane Douglas on the pay-per-view last, last week, Yeah, last month, wherever we are now. Um, so that was the, obviously the first time it was out. Yeah. The, the, the first clearest, uh, that's really badly worded. This is the clearest shot I think we've had of the new championship.
0: Yeah. and um, But then I think there's a match, I don't think it's on this or maybe next week. There's a match where I think he's got the old belt again. I'm sure, I, so um, I, I, I can't remember who it was against, but I'm sure I saw him with the old belt again at some point, so I was getting somewhat confused um, yeah, so Shane Douglas basically um, interrupts and cut his own promo he reminds Tez that he joined the triple Threat before, he wore the shirt and asked him to take out Sabu before January, um, basically Sabu is now the number one contender and will be getting a title shot at um, guilty as charged in January
1: Yeah, so this is why another reason why Taz is so pissed off, because not only did Sabu steal the kill, but in doing so, um, you know that stipulation where whoever pins Shane Douglas becomes the number one contender? Everyone knew about, so widely going in. High, High stakes, always high stakes. Yeah, no, so that's a thing. So Sabu, because he's won that, Um, is now a number one contender for the World Heavyweight Championship. He's the only number one contender. We know he's the number one contender and he's getting his title shots in January. So there's no point in us talking about any other number one contenders. No one else is a number one contender. It's Sabu and he's the number one contender until January. (laughs) It's true. Um, But surely, like, if this was going to be the
0: stipulation going into the event, would you not of sort of Shane Douglas it? used it. Ooh, just Shane Douglas, use this for your advantage for a team that already sort of didn't wholly get
1: along. Absolutely. Just, and to I, make I him mean, road. It would have easily fed into, you know, RVD, egomaniac, just, you know, wants all the belts, doesn't care about anyone else, just cares about titles. So he wants to pin me because he wants this title to add to his others. Um, Taz, you know, wants to, you know, thinks he's already the world champion, wants to legitimise his belt by including this one, you know. wants to tap me out, wants to beat me up, can't deal with the fact that he can't get his hands on me. And Sabu, I'm not even worried about you because you ain't shit. You haven't even got a belt. I don't even have to worry about you. Oh, look, Sabu, you know, you could have quite easily turned this into something. And then also, you could have almost worked
0: the other angle of if they had to beat Shane Douglas, you could have had Candido, constantly, almost sort of laying down in a way, sort of tempting, say, pin me, pin me, because they wouldn't have got a world title shot if they pinned it. I mean, there could have just been loads of quirky bits. Yes, yeah.
1: or or you know, that gatekeeper kind of thing, that defending, yeah, their 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 guy, their the championship, blah blah blah. Yeah, I mean, any of that would have been a, a, a really good story, story going in. Now. Just yeah. adding. A level onto the match,
0: and it would have given a somewhat sort of still injured Shane Douglas a reason not to be tagged in so much because yeah. they're trying to protect it. I don't know, multiple levels, I think it would have been
1: yes. a great step to um talk, but
0: yeah, that never happened. But uh, I mean, it's,
1: it's brilliant after the fact, and, and this, you know, this is one of our. The things that we bump into a lot with ECW is that they're, they're brilliant after the fact. Like an um, exploding ring match. <laughs> uh, ECW did it first.
0: Um, so basically, they get that. And um, he says if he helps him, um he gets triple threat. He gets Francine. He gets everything. Taz um, seems confused, sort of, Almost just like oh yeah, yeah, yeah I'll never do that kind of
1: thing, but almost. Well, like so it's, it's um, Joey Styles kind of does this yeah. whole kind of, you know, who does he think he's talking to? You'd never do that, and and Taz is like, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd never do that, which I thought was great delivery from
0: Taz. Yeah, it was um, perfect. It was just a throw away like oh yeah, I would never do that, when you sort of think oh my god, he'd totally do that. Um. So, yeah, that happens. And it sort of led up to that. Everyone in our separate ways. We came back to have the Dudley boys um, in the ring. Doing their usual sort of pretty much promo. Uh, funny stuff. The crazy sort of Dudley stuff. But good. What do you think of it?
1: Uh, I I I had a little bit of an issue. In <laughs> the sense of... um. You know, so this is the rematch There, they're cutting a promo on balls and Masato Tanaka, but Axel Rotten yeah. won't be there because Axel Rotten is by the, the bedside of his grandmother yeah. who is wasting away and, and has not much time left because of cancer. Yeah. And, and this is all Joel, Joel Gerner giving us this story. And, you know, met, his grandmother slept on his grandmother's couch on her floor, blah, blah, blah. Um, uh, you know, and as much as, you know, we don't have any respect for Axel Rotten at all, we do respect his grandma. So, you know, we're, we're going to, we're going to, to, don't you know, this show is in, in her honor and, you know, we, we, we send our love. Yeah. At which point, Bubba, grabs the mic and cuts a promo about how actually she's dying from syphilis because they gave her syphilis and stuff. And it was just this weird kind of, I don't know why you do the heartfelt shtick if you're then going to take it away. And it's not even the whole kind of not kind of, you know, like, you know, except we're not kind of, it, it was, it was a legitimate thing from Joel Gertner then it felt like Bubba Ray decided to go a different way on. And it just felt really weirdly awkward because suddenly, I mean, was Joel Gertner speaking for himself? Is this a face turn from Joel Gertner? Spoilers, no. Um, Why, why have that as that kind of weird, kind of like, you know, halfway house kind of conversation. So, um, yeah, that was my issue with it, was it just kind of like, out of nowhere, kind of went into a hole, um, you know, and this is what we're going to do. No. I mean, it's it's one of those, I suppose, yeah, I
0: see your point. I suppose it falls into the same with um, almost just Incredible doing the promo on um, Tommy Dreamer's granddad, where you sort of sit there and think, if this is real, this is like, really unnecessary, you know, like, there was no one... The question yeah, but, where but actual... Tommy Dreamer
1: was, was out and out a heel in that. That entire thing was to get to, um, incredible. Yeah. just Justin Credible over as a heel. The yeah. Dudleys were paying their respects, Sam was paying his respects, Dreamer was paying his respects, it was a ten bell salute, and out comes this punk who who, who you know calls him out and you know you know just shits on it. Absolute out and out disrespect. This was weird because the heels started cutting the heartfelt promo, although not against the baby face, but against, you know, the real stuff going on in the world, only then to have it walked back. And it was just this real kind of weird, I don't, I don't understand why you've started that conversation.
0: Yeah. No, I get that. It was, um, it was, it was, yeah but it did lead into a tag team title rematch. It did. Um, again, the match, exactly like you expect the chair shots, everything we've seen in pretty much all of their matches. Um, the only thing that sort of really changed was the ending where the 3d was hit on Masato Tanaka and the Duddy boys pinned him ending his unbeaten run. And, um, also recaptured the belts to become five time champions is this how i mean, i still think this is this ended the run didn't it no one's pinned him
1: uh yeah no, this is the first time they they say this is the first time he yeah uh goes down um which i ju- i
0: just think is such a weird um sort
1: of way to do it especially as he's the first guy that's just kicked out the 3d so I I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand the the sudden flip flopping of belts. Apart from the fact to give Dudley Boys the fact that they're now five time.
0: Um, well, apart from they wanted the pay per view moment again, didn't they? I think it's more that. But I think they they like the idea of the the shock at the
1: pay per view. I, I feel that was their sell. But it's 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 yeah. But it's completely overdone, undone already. You know, on the second week, and I don't know how long these things are left up to to order on pay per view. But if you negate, you've negated it. Um, why? Why build up Tanaka to be the first person ever to kick out of the three D, only for that to then, you know, accept the next week where he doesn't. Um, and and as you said, you know, that's Tanaka's first loss. And the first time he's been pinned. And again, why in this match? Why why now? And and you know, you could easily quite have had quite easily have had Balls Mahoney take the pin here. Um yeah. or, you know, just
0: why? Or they could have gone in a in a route where Balls Mahoney was say handcuffed to the ropes and they 3D'd Tanaka like four times. They just kept hitting him with the 3D. Until eventually, didn't kick out. Yeah, so they, they hit him. Just, he kicked out. Picked him up. Hit him again. He kicked out. While well, Balls is like sort of screaming, trying to get out at him, and they just keep hitting him with the 3D. I mean, they could have really made 3D like, on a, a chair,
1: 3D on a table, chair yeah. shots, then the 3D, two 3Ds, yeah, anything, 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 or just pinballs Mahoney.
0: Um, well, yeah, yeah. but I, I just think if if you get a, you know, Masato Tanaka getting pinned. I felt it was the wrong match to do it if they're going to do an unbeaten thing. But if you could do it, you could have done it in a, wow, did we have to put him away? Not just, a, oh, a movie kicked out of it. Got him this week. That's cool.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, the, it was far more of a brutal match at the pay-per-view, obviously. Um, yeah. But he survives all of that. Longer match, more yeah. brutal match. He survives all of that. However, in a With TV the match, trauma. he goes down. Yeah, in a TV match, he goes down quickly um yeah that was, um, and and again, just so that they can say that they' they've now the most decorated team in ECW history um, I mean their last few runs have probably been you know being able to count it in weeks
0: but again it felt like they wanted to get across the um, the public enemy dig didn't they so they're better than the public enemy now
1: they did, and I can only assume that's because public enemy are about to come back in. Because there's no other reason to do a public enemy, dig, Um, Because no one's thinking about the public enemy anymore. It's been three years? Well, yeah. I mean, even,
0: I mean, the only news they're making is, I guessing I don't know if it was 97 or 98, but they would have obviously had the crap kicked out of them by the, um,
1: the acolytes at some point, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know if that's later. I don't know whether this is. Let me see if I can find out through yeah, Trusty just Google. going um, WWE. Um, that's ninety nine.
0: That's March ninety nine. Yeah, because
1: I, I I wasn't sure whether they. I, I thought they went, WCW, ECW, WWE. Mm. Oh wow! I think that'd
0: be a. Uh... A fun one for us to look at when we get there.
1: Them dressed as the brood.
0: Them, bris- oh god, yeah, that was a thing, when not it? Getting the, nah. um, the blood. <laughs> With the Mac Daddies.
1: Yeah, so they are um, gearing up. Jeez, so yeah, so they're in WCW to ninety eight. They then go into uh, ECW. Not until well, so they they it's that their, their match isn't until January with Dudley Boys. They then go back to oh wait, they then <laughs> For fuck's sake, they they then go to WC WWE, yeah. Where they're there for three months, yeah, two months, um, and then go back to WCW all in '99. So they worked oh, all wow. three feds in 1999. That's um, that's crazy, isn't it? I, mean, yeah, it, I, I close never close realized that they, I mean, they make their debut hmm. um, 22nd of February 1999. Their last yeah. match um, airs April 10th, 1999, and they're released mid April.
0: Wow.
1: They don't make two whole months. Yeah, it is in the WWE. I
0: think it's their attitude of everything, though, because didn't they want to change the finish against the Acolytes? That was the whole thing. It wasn't just trying yeah. to prove they went extreme. They tried to change the finish or something, or refused to go for a table, or yeah. there was something they did that made them like dicks. But when they come back and fight Dudley Boys, that's a talking point, because the Dudley Boys, that's why they have a short run, because I think the Dudley Boys hit them with a 3D. And they pretty much just get up straight away from it after their pins. So I think the Dudleys go back to the ring and beat the crap out of them again and it, it turns into like them going back a few times and actually trying to kick the shit out of them because they just kept getting up. I'm, I'm not sure. I think that was the story. I'm not too sure, but obviously we'll get there. But um, I'm sure it sank along those lines.
1: Jesus Christ. Yeah. I, I mean <clears throat> there, there was sank about
0: them just not selling or not selling for long enough. So they, they took a beat down from the Dudleys and just they just got straight up and it was supposed to be like a, a thing where yeah. i think there's supposed to be a couple of matches but it, it ended up just being one because they were just fuming
1: yeah it it looks like after getting beaten up they 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 then cut a promo um and then they're meant to to be uh, crossing the line 99 in february uh yeah. but they cancelled that because they were negotiating the WWF um, the team was buried on the f- February 20th edition of ECW Hardcore TV as being cowards who ran from a fight. But as if Dudley's hidden big moves on the team, an event in Detroit was shown with headlines stating breaking news that Dudley's destroyed public enemy. Two days later, they'd made their WWF debut.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know what you're saying about that. I mean, obviously, we'll get more depth when we get there. So that'd be that's going to be fun to uh, see them come back, wouldn't it? Um, it closed off the show with Tommy Dreamer versus RBD for the TV title. <clears throat> I wish I got excited about this match, but I felt like we saw it so many times last year that, um, I'm still a bit like with all the flag matches and everything else, it's still a bit too soon. I don't know why Tommy Dreamy is even getting a TV title match. Um, loads of interference.
1: Sabu, he he's bitten him during a six man tag, and oh no, wait, that's <laughs>
0: Uh, Sabu, Shane Douglas, incredible. Um, Yeah, RVD and still. Even though the spots at the end, to be fair, with like, the bandaminators, put his balance on the ropes and all that, did have some beautiful spots. I just, I just don't yeah. think it's a match that was needed at the moment. No. Especially not in the same match you've just had a tag team title switch as well. That's the story. To so then sort of tease that you might have a TV title match as well. I mean, why not just separate these over the two weeks? having two title matches sort of on your first proper show after a pay-per-view just seemed a bit like, you know, what are we doing here, kind of? Yeah,
1: and again, it's they, they do this, this really kind of hot shit straight before or straight after a pay-per-view. Hmm. And, I mean, you know, if it's, if it's designed to, you know, grab people and keep them around after the pay-per-view, that's cool. Where were you last week when all you did was the same old shtick? This is
0: it. I mean, again, we, we said, like, I know it's different, but I guarantee if we looked fully into the results, there would have been at least one dark match before the ECW event. Just why not show them in between highlighting the pay-per-view? You've got a rabid pay-per-view crowd, which come across great on TV. Um, and, yeah, but here's what it is. Um, so that happens. RVD retains, as people probably guessed. And it takes us to the end of the show, which takes us to the 20th of November, 1998, episode 291. we got all highlights from last week's show. And then it kicks off with Lance Storm versus Mikey Whiprick. And it took a while for me to actually click that these two were sort of in the pay-per-view match together.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, I was really pleased to see this because I thought it was going to be a good match. And it was. Yeah. Um, uh, I think they did really well together. Um, I think uh, Dor Marie's starting to become um, more comfortable with being out at ringside. Agree. Um, and, and, you know, starting to get understand how to get involved and stuff. Um, I, I think she's starting to find a way not to be um, just another Francine. Um, so we'll watch that kind of grow because that's always going to be the risk, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh yeah, I mean you know it 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 was good, and I think the thing that I really enjoyed about this was um that um the the fourth member of this match was nowhere to be seen,
0: yeah, I mean well, you know we what's going on
1: with her i guess is she is she done at this point, or is she just on done... I shall consult my friend wikipedia and see what it says about her as well um but no i mean it is it, it's it, you know that it looks like um uh that um the uh the, the feud with um lance storm's over yeah lance
0: storm yeah so him and candida have finally got their separate ways with um and stuff like that. Um, Jerry Lynn does come out at the end though. So he's still heavily involved with um Mikey and all that. So that sort of helps lead to the end of the match. Yeah. Um well you look for sort of sunny facts.
1: I mean I all it says is uh, after being released in the WWF in July '98, Sitch joined Extreme Championship Wrestling, made a debut at Heatwave four days after her release, uh, assisted Candido and of Storm and their subsequent feud. By September, Storm introduced his own valed- valet. Uh, later that year, amid more rumors of drug use, I mean, later that year, we're in November, um, yeah. amid more u- rumors of drug use, Sitch and Candido took some time off television. So we know that Candido's on TV at the moment. Um
0: well, yeah, I suppose he does appear in some of the matches, yeah, obviously she's not um bam, bam appears at the end of this show,
1: but I think he's done yes and and that's um uh, stated,
0: yeah, I think he's um, yeah, so it's um it's crazy, so yeah, Lance door, Mikey, after that, we get a promo from New Jack. Um, we, we've historically spoken about ECW promos, so the tendency for sometimes going a little bit too long. <clears throat> now, I thought this was a very intense, good promo, but it also was parts of it that was just a ramble. Um, and I, I thought this one went on about three hours too long, if I'm honest. And a burial.
1: Um, I, I mean, he was drunk, wasn't he? He was something. Something was going on. Um, I I got to the impression he was drunk because um, he uh seemed to be slurring his words a lot. Slurring so um,
0: words. He he took shots at basically saying when ECW um, ends he would retire.
1: Which I'd like to just clarify that wasn't the case. He did go on to multiple. I, I mean, he did. To be fair, he retired when ECW ended as much as. Terry Funk retired.
0: Including literally two days ago when he said that he's been cleared and he can work for AEW. So that just shows where he's at. Um, But yeah, no, so this went on, and he basically seemed very annoyed with the Sandman leaving.
1: So the weird bit here for me... um, it was very much about him being loyal to ECW, and you know, if you, if you want to work, I'll work. If you want to shoot, I'll shoot. Kind of, you know, if you want to fight, I'll fight. Kind of, you know, thing. And again, it's it's a little bit of that kind of. I don't know why we need to have the the work shoot promo here. I don't I don't know what the benefit of. Um, you know, I'm loyal to ECW. When I finish with ECW, I'm going to go drive a truck. I'm not, you know, I'm done with wrestling. I'm not going to put on high heels and pink and go and work in the, in WCW. Not sure who that was a dig at, but all right. Um, uh, but, uh, the weird bit for me was, you know, he started then slagging off Mustafa. Yeah. Again, in a whole kind of, no one fucking remembers Mustafa that's that's done and done you know they called me the wheelbarrow because i was carrying him great line um why does anyone care um i never needed cronus so i was doing cronus a favor yeah I, I think we all got that um but yeah it was just it was just this weird kind of i don't i don't get why you're and maybe mustafa's his next opponent maybe that's why he's bringing his name up again but it was it was a, a therapy session more than it was anything else. Well, Mustafa he was him pissed off.
0: Mustafa comes back for living dangerously, so he he is coming back soon. He comes back in um early ninety nine, so he is coming back. So I don't know whether they're just planting the seeds, but um, he does return. So, um, and he comes back. But he comes back. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I spoiled it all. Can you spoil it all? Something happened like twenty odd years ago. It's
1: a twenty odd year thing, isn't it?
0: He, he comes back as New Jack's tasting partner. They reform the gangsters, and he turns on New Jack because the Dudley Boys have bought him out, and he goes. They go on to feud at Living Dangerously, but he comes back as like the gangsters. So it sort of makes no sense what he's saying here because within, like, two months, three months, four months, or whatever, whenever, I don't know where Living Dangerously is. But um, it's the so next one.
1: After he review. returns at February 12th, 1999. There you go. Um, like two months. And interestingly, he returns, you know, all things being linked to what we're talking about. Interestingly, he returns to be New Jack's partner to Battle of the Dudley Boys. Yep. And the only, match, the only reason that match is going on is because Public Enemy dropped out of that very pay-per-view. Um, so uh, you know we're, we're in November we're in mid-November 1998 is it sowing the seeds for Mustafa to come back in four months time
0: or is it is,
1: the same? is is the, the the Dudley Boys winning the title. I mean, you know, it's. I, I. I'm actually honestly asking. I don't know. I mean, it, it, we've got the Dudley Boys reference and and the referencing the Public Enemy who are due back in three months' time. We've now got New Jack referencing Mustafa, who's due back in four months' time. Were they already in negotiation? Did they already know they were coming in?
0: I. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if their plan was to have. Um... A freeway gangsters versus public enemy versus Dudley boys for the ECW taking titles would have been a big deal, yeah. Yeah, it's true that as the three teams go, there might have been you know, sort of better work rate teams, like say Sabu RVD eliminators and all this, but as like ECW teams, they were probably the three sort of teams in that sort of extreme style. So I wouldn't be surprised if that was the match they were leading to. It could have probably been public enemy rematch, um, gangsters returned at the end, you know, freeway dance. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was all in negotiations at this point. But that being said, yeah, this promo was just um, some, some great lines in there, like you said. But it just there was bits of it was just ramble and um poorly edited it because it could've cut stuff out.
1: Yeah, I mean and, it's, uh, it's 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 in the wall kind of stuff. It is that they've got him amped up and just kind of said, Well, you know, shoot, brother, and off he goes. Um Cronus obviously is the big uh casualty in all of this because yeah, it just got buried for Yeah. For the sake of it. Um again yeah, just feels like another slap to try
0: and motivate him
1: doesn't it uh, yeah or but they've already given up one or the other um well. but yeah it's it they they don't you know and i've i've said this before you know Heyman has a a historical well-earned reputation for accentuating the positives and hiding the negatives of certain wrestlers like 911 who looks So incredible. WCW bit hard and then worked out what they bought. Um, So he's got an incredible talent doing that right up until the point where he decides he doesn't want to. At which point he has an incredible talent of accentuating their negatives and really kind of holding that light up to them. Uh, And we've seen it with 911 um, uh, when he came back. We've seen it with uh, Luis Piccoli uh, we've seen it with Cronus. Um, yeah, there's there's a few. When you're on the outs, when he doesn't think you're pulling your weight, he will not protect you. He will he will make you fail on national TV.
0: Yeah, well, look at Cronus and the way he's treated against um, Big Sal compared to Spike Dudley. Yep. Yeah. I mean, and um, yeah, I think when when Sid emerges soon, I think Cronus is the sacrificial lamb, isn't he?
1: Yeah, and and yeah, death,
0: just that's just... either Guilty is Charged or Living Dangerously because that was like one of the first ones yeah. that we watched. So, because Guilt is Charged 99 was, was the first pay per view we saw, that was the first
1: one to be released over here on VHS. So, yeah, I, I, so it is, it's just very weird because he is very, um. Yeah, when he decides that you're 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 not there, then you're yeah. you're 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 toast, aren't you? Really, massively. Um, so yeah, like I said,
0: great bits in the promo, but also surrounded by an unnecessary sort of rambles. But overall, a good promo. Just just longer than I expected.
1: Um, longer we- than needed. Longer yeah. than needed. And uh, again, you know, all of these things, you you kind of have that whole kind of you know. Can't can't just say can't can't just take it as a second take can't just you know no we're just okay. If you can, we use it.
0: Uh, we get highlights from fan cam footage. Um, I forgot how much I didn't like fan cam footage of Shane Douglas <laughs> versus Sabu. Um, <sighs> Sabu is the number one contender, but this isn't the number. This isn't the title match that's coming up, but they're gonna have a match anyway. Just yes, just, be- just because I mean.
1: Yeah. Yes, I mean, not the number one contender, but this is a title match. This is for the championship.
0: Taz it t- t- it take him out before he gets a title match, but this is a title match. Again, it's just... It's because he's the
1: number one contender for January.
0: I kind of, on the flip side, I kind of think if Bigelow wasn't leaving, like, would they have shown this? I don't know. Like, I didn't actually see the reason for showing this footage because it basically started off um, Shane Douglas Sabu escalated into everyone getting involved uh, Bam Bam getting involved and Bam Bam sort of shoving and beating up everyone
1: yeah sort of sort of a break from the triple threat
0: yeah he sort of left and and
1: didn't
0: yeah exactly he sort of almost came out really angry shoving pushing everyone down including the triple threat Um, ended up in a match with RVD yeah, uh, which he lost again. Which we
1: not. Surprising. I mean, RVD looked amazing in it, but he did. Bam Bam's uh, job was to catch him.
0: Yeah, I mean, RVD for is um, seven minutes. We, we've said it before and state again. RVD is um, separating himself from the the pack for sort of his style at the mm-hmm. moment. He's um, absolutely some of the stuff he's doing. He's he's becoming a very a very polished sort of looking sort of in, in what he does. But um, yes, yeah, so RVD gets it, and then um. That happens. We then get... Shane Douglas comes out getting ready for um, the match against Spike
1: Dudley. Who's the number one contender? Apart from Sabu, um, but yeah. And and they, they announce him as the number one contender. They discuss him being the number one contender. Shane Douglas isn't taking him lightly because, you know, as much as he's a diminutive and all the rest of it, Shane Douglas always takes his contenders seriously. Um, yeah, I don't know who in the triple threats Spike pinned, yeah, to be the number one contender, um not to be confused with Sabu who although he's already had a match, is the number one contender, so it's all just very bizarre, um but it's in this that uh basically Joey Styles says that that Bad bam's gone um. Uh, you know, and he's gone in WCW and it's, it's, it's no, you know, he might even beat Goldberg because, you know, Bam Bam on his day, Bam Bam when he decides is, is unstoppable. You know, we, we, we wouldn't be surprised if, if Bam Bam, you know, did beat Goldberg, um, which was a really weird thing to, to say. It was, that's who he came in, um, who he came in infusing with though, isn't it? Yeah, but why are you hyping up their match? Yeah, it's true, especially as, as they dislike WCW more than anyone. Yeah, don't tell me that the competition have got a better feud going on than you've got here. Goldberg yeah. versus Bam Bam sounds like a good match to go and watch. And I know it's not Monday Night Wars. I know I'm not flipping between. But, you know, why why the, there are ways to be respectful to people. And it's, again, this this weird thing of they will go through these points of, do you know what? Sandman we respect you <coughs> go for it
0: um, I mean, but like he said like let go for a point it's not like Bam Bam's going to um, you know turn up on Nitro and they go oh hey, Bam Bam Bigelow the former ECW World heavyweight Champion who's doing well until the current World Champion Shane Douglas beat him cleanly in a match and continue to reign
1: strong to this day
0: so he would this is Shane Douglas
1: who's called out Ric Flair you know a million times and blah blah blah
0: yeah, exactly. They wouldn't do that. So, yeah, sort of,
1: yeah. The, totally... the, best, the best you could hope for is, you know, this is Bam Bam Bigelow. He's made a step up from, you know, carrying the bags for for one of the kids. that He used to be one of our dynamic dudes. Yeah. Their champion when he was here, he carried a fucking skateboard. And um, Goldberg's basically just a polished version of 911, really, though, isn't he? Yeah, so. yeah he's booked into short matches and and the William Regal match is still <clears> amazing. <throat> <laughs> it's still amazing.
0: Um, it's happy, so we get Shane Douglas versus Spike. Wasn't really a long match. Um, Shane Douglas was respectful to Spike here. I mean, he's in control for most of it, but um, Spike wasn't squashed. And rightly so, because he's been built up, taking out some big names. So it'd be stupid to feed him to Shane Douglas.
1: <sighs> Would it, though? I mean, you know, no, uh, it, no, in I, thing- I see your point, but, but firstly, he's been running over these big men in squash matches in these kind of like, you know, kick him in the balls, acid drop done kind of things. Um, and that's great, but this is your world champion. I know, but I would
0: have started off the match with that. I would literally start off the match with a kick in the balls and an acid drop and then Shane kicked out.
1: Yeah, I mean, they kind of teased it a few times. I mean, Shane, Shane's made everyone look silly by reversing the acid drop. Yeah. Um, and, and the first reversal was, was amazing because all he did was fell backwards.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and, you know, you can say that's because he's the franchise and all the rest of it. But, it, it yeah, I mean, it was all very... I don't know. Again, it just felt a little bit too even booking. Are you looking for for Spike Dudley to be getting a title run anytime soon? Of any title, to be honest. Yeah, doubt it. In that case, why do you need him to keep keep that strong?
0: Yeah, true. And, you know, he's a little guy and he can come back and beat a few big people it wouldn't really
1: massively affect him. Yeah, I mean, as you said, he's about to go into a feud with Sid and stuff. You You know, it's all very... I mean, Bam Bam's killed him. I know he, he won the first one, but Bam Bam's killed him. Yeah. The Dudleys have killed him a number of times. It's not as if he's undefeated. It's not as if it's, you know, no one can understand how to just, you know, how this little kid keeps winning kind of thing. He's he's beaten some big guys, which is why he's number one contender, I assume. Yeah. Um, Poor Cronus, what could have been. But what are you keeping him strong for? And it's again, you know, Shane Douglas does this thing, did it with Axel Rotten, did it with uh, various people when he came back. These things that sometimes are too, um, too equal, too 50-50. You're the champion, you're the franchise, you're you're the best in the world. Um, you know, it, it should be less.
0: Yeah, no. Um, 100%. Um
1: but he does pick up the win. If, if, so, I mean, if you think about a parallel in WWF, if this was Crash Holly versus The Rock... Yeah, of course. No, you're right. And Crash Holly, you know, pretty much similar gimmick. You know, super heavyweight, diminutive yeah. guy, yeah. beating big guys, you know, in or, or you know, the Hurricane or, or whoever you want to put in there. Um, they wouldn't have made him toe-to-toe.
0: No, you have had, like... Of a, a twenty-second momentum where you like have the crowd going, he's going to do it, he's going to do it, but then, snaply quickly back to reality. That yeah. He's not.
1: So you know, as you said, you know, he hits, he kicking the balls, acid drop one, two. Francine's put his foot on the ropes, fuck, <clears throat> and then yeah. franchise recovers and kills him.
0: I d- I just think yeah, basically start it like all the big man matches he had. So you just kind of thought, oh my god, he's going to do it again because you've been shown. That match for the last like four weeks, just pretty much that exact match. He comes in low blow, acid drop, done. So just literally start the match with that, so you kind of have that like, oh my god, surely not, yeah. And it would have it would have worked. Then we could have got Sabu versus Spike Dudley, dream match at um,
1: Guilty as Charged. Yeah, with with uh, Taz waiting in the rings. Exactly, Taz would really have killed Spike Dudley. Um, <laughs> In a very competitive sixty minute Iron Man match.
0: So that happened. Obviously Shane Douglas retained no big surprise. Um takes the end of our shows. What'd you feel this week? The fallout from the pay per view. Obviously, we've <sighs> been very critical in the past about fallout from pay per views. Um I think the show directly after it again was a complete miss. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just give us a new match or, or whatever. I mean a yeah, nice I, I don't know.
1: I don't know how how much that spiked, you know, post buys by doing kind of like the, the the pictures and the highlights and all the rest of it. You know, maybe more people went back and watched it or bought the videotape or all the rest of it. But um, I, I I can't argue with what we've asked for before, which is you know you've you've potentially got new audiences, you've potentially got new new eyes, grab them, do something. Um, I think they did. Uh, I can argue with what they did. Yeah. Um I don't get, apart from you know the 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 hype spot on the the pay per view, I don't get the the, the flip flopping with the Dudleys. Um, some of the storytelling didn't quite play for me in the way, and you know if you're going to declare this is now a feud about number one contendership, which apparently will negate. Everything that Taz has hated about Shane Douglas for over a year now, yeah, it comes. It turns out it's not about Shane Douglas. It's about the championship. It's about the, the title. Um, then, then recognize that you know you've you've given me this thing. You're building this feud. You're building. You know you've, you're getting Shane Douglas to to hire a hitman. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Blah 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 blah. And here's the match. And I know it's a fuck finish and I know it's all the rest of it, but here's the match. And then here's another guy who's the number one contender. And it's just that kind of, I don't know why that needed to be the case. Yeah. Yeah, no,
0: hundred percent. So we've gone
1: from, you know, the criticism we had after one of the last pay-per-views of Terry Funk wins the belt and then where the fuck is he? To Shane Douglas wins the match. He's the champion and he's fighting everyone and everyone's the number one contender even though apparently that's the thing that only got generated by the match that we saw yeah so a little bit you know too hot too cold for me um that 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 tap needed to be somewhere in the middle i agree but speaking of saying that is just pure hot
0: is a segment that everyone is loving, and that is Jay's match pick of the week. People on Instagram are loving this.
1: So, Jay, what is your match pick of the week? Um, it is. Uh, I was going to say it's Spike Dudley versus Shane Douglas, but it's not. Um, uh, the, the Lance Storm, um, Mikey Whipwreck match was actually very, very good. Um, uh, I really liked the way they worked Mikey Whitbreck is starting to become the Mikey Whitbreck that I fell in love with, you know, yeah. coming in late and working backwards far more that sinister minister style to partnership style, um, uh, Mikey Whitbreck with the kicks with, with, you know, the, the, the ability with the work rate, um, and this was one of those matches that really started to highlight that for me. Uh, loved the Venom t-shirt. It's it's very timely with um, Venom being such a hot property in comics and films at the moment. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, Mikey Whitbreck versus uh, Lance Storm uh, for me.
0: Oh, Lance Storm, two
1: weeks in a row there. That's big news. It's, it, it must be that training he had from Cal- Calgary. <laughs> Alberta, Alberta, Canada. Beautiful.
0: Uh, if you want to get involved in the conversation, it is simple. Just simply go at Sports3 on Twitter and Instagram. That's all you need to do. And you can find out everything we're doing, everything we discuss in Extreme. Obviously, all bits about the show, get involved in the discussion, like, subscribe, share. Thank you for your ongoing support, relive the revolution. And um, yeah, be back next week for more ECW and Extreme Rewinds.
1: So does that mean you're number 1 contender now? Okay.